special episode. Not necessarily a somber episode. I have some interesting stories about uh, my military experience. Rich had asked me about it, but this is um, an episode in honor of Veterans Day, otherwise known as Armistice Day. Uh, actually, today, again, I try to do timeless and evergreen episodes, but today is is a special day. It's the 100th anniversary of Armistice Day. It's actually the 101st anniversary of the end of World War One. Uh, both my grandfathers uh, fought, I believe, in the First World War, which that was the Armistice Day of, of that. And uh, a number of baseball players uh, served in the, in the Army in World War One, And, of course, you go to World War Two, and a bunch of Hall of Famers uh, served, uh, notably Ted Williams, Hank Greenberg, Bob Feller. Uh, those, they're in the Hall of Fame, but their career statistics would have been uh, even more impressive and greater, especially Ted Williams, if they had uh, not served, and yet they served, and in uh, in uh, most cases served with uh, with real distinction. I have uh, sponsors for this and every episode. After all, this is a free country we live in. But uh, excellent sponsors: Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC, SueMC.com, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Burbank Sports Cards, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. And it may just be that I'm of a certain age where I served in the military and, uh, you know, some younger people didn't have to. But I remember the day when they had the draft lottery and I drew a low number. And so I was in the process. I was in uh, undergraduate at that time at SMU. And I had a choice to uh, finish my degree and go into the uh, Army or Navy or Air Force, whatever. I'd actually been in Air Force ROTC my first couple of years at at SMU, and I, I liked it okay, but they were pushing me really hard. I had really, really good eyes. I had um, probably obviously at this point in hindsight really good math skills, and they just said, you you need to be a pilot. You, you're you good at sports. You have good eyes. You have good math. Uh, you, we're, we're going to, we're going to, give you an all-expense-paid <laughs> flights anywhere around the world, we're going to teach you to be a, a fighter pilot. Well, for whatever reason, that wasn't that appealing to me. And I said, I just, I'm not ready to make that decision. If I had said yes, I would have been in the Air Force. I would have been a pilot. I would have been also committed to uh, five or six years of service. Not a bad thing, but I, I just wasn't ready. And they pay for your education. And I've met a lot of outstanding people that had military careers. In fact, I had a dinner for uh, men with military service uh, a couple of years ago, and it's 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 great, and I love America, and I really appreciate the people that served in our military. But uh, that wasn't for me at that point. So I waited a couple of years, and uh, Vietnam was actually going on at that time. And so as I graduated from undergraduate, I decided to get into ROTC as a grad student so that I'd, I'd gotten a fellowship to go to grad school and to work on my Ph.D. in statistics. But you, you can't go to the Army and do that at the same time. And uh, the, the the war was reasonably hot at that time. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, uh, this is a legitimate deferment to go into the uh, ROTC again, this time Army. And uh, I was signed up. So I was going to be serving, but I got I did, wouldn't have to serve until my uh, education was uh, until I finished my PhD, which which I did, and at that point I was ready to serve, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Well, I should also mention my dad was was uh, a naval officer. He was he was uh, in college, and actually he he went through college on a, a partial uh, Navy officer uh, situation. But World War II had finished by the, you know right uh, before he got out, and yet he still had a commitment, which he he served uh, during kind of during the Korean Korean War, and so that's why we were over in uh, Japan as a family for, uh, I guess, about a year and a half back in the 
early 50s. Never thought that much about the military, uh, and many of you may not have either. I mean, a Veterans Day or Armistice Day is is uh, perhaps confused by some of you with the Memorial Day, which is in the end of May. Memorial Day is, is the holiday that America celebrates those who actually died in military service. And Veterans Day is a celebration of just those who served. Uh, I, if people ask me, did I fight for my country? I, I say, I, I don't stand up to that question, but I, but I, I did serve. My service was cut short, uh, not by injury or anything, but because uh, the, the war in Vietnam was over. And even though I'd finished all my uh, office, my basic training and my officer branch course, they, they not only didn't need me uh, overseas, they didn't even need me in the U.S. in reserve units. So, uh, I still served. Uh, and, and, uh, the training really wasn't a lot of fun, but I was, uh, you know, I did, I, I did my thing and, uh, I, I benefited from it. I'm, I recommend to young men, maybe women too. In fact, if they're not sure what they want to do, uh, the military is a good place to start. It's a good, it can be an alternative to college, uh, for, for those who want to uh, find themselves and, uh, and, and, uh, the, where the structure is beneficial. Uh, I do want to do a shout out to a few people that I have met that, uh, that are, you know, they're, they're professional athletes that I respect, uh, for more than just their abilities on the field. But it's, it's David Robinson, the Admiral, uh, who's a, a wonderful guy, Roger Staubach, who lives around here. And I've had some interactions over the years with, with, uh, with uh, Roger. In fact, uh, I actually remember him from the Naval Academy, very obscure reference, but I played a lot of tennis when I was growing up and I went to a tournament that was a Mid Atlantic, uh, junior tournament. And I was probably 13 or 14. It was, 62 or 63. So, uh, and so the tournament was at the, at the, in Annapolis at the, at the Naval Academy. And so we, we stayed on the barracks. It was in the summer. And so not all the students were there, uh, the cadets, the midshipmen, but we ate in the cafeteria. And one day we're in the cafeteria. And I don't know that I was the only, I'm sure I wasn't the only sports fan of the, of the tennis players, but Roger Stomach walks in with, with the other, uh, you know, 21, 22 year olds. And, uh, you know, I didn't meet him at that point, but he was, uh, he was a Heisman Trophy winner and great. And the other is Chad Hennings, who's uh, an amazing guy, also uh, lives in the area and uh, a really good guy. My question to the Navy as well as to the Air Force is how would the Admiral fit, David Robinson fit in a submarine? And how would Chad Hennings, who is uh, actually Air Force uh, Academy and Air Force officer, uh, how would he fit in a cockpit? I, I don't get that, but perhaps when they when they uh, w- went to Annapolis or or up to uh, the Air Force Academy, they were uh, within the size parameters. But uh, they're really really big guys. Let's see. I had uh, my military service since it wasn't in active duty. It was active duty for training, so my basic training was up in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. And I, uh, again, I, this is a Sports Card Insights podcast. I'll get to a little bit more about sports cards and how that interacted. But when I went to Fort Riley in the summer of 73, I wasn't very much into cards. I had my my own cards uh, at that point. I was in grad school, uh, but I had the summer to go uh, do the basic training there. And it, it wasn't very much fun. It was like a boot camp. But it's all officers, but it's still, they're trying to weed you out. If you're not tough, they don't, they don't want you there. That was back in the day. So where were my cards? Well, I think my cards were in some shoe boxes with my my close friends and roommates that I was uh, living with at the time. I, I know I didn't have a storage container. I think, I'm sure they weren't locked up. And I don't think they had a great value at that time. But how trusting was I that I just left probably my civilian clothes and uh, my card collection, including the Gowdies and play balls that my dad had that I had by then, just you know, in the closet unlocked. Uh, but I hadn't bought a lot of their collections at that point. 
Okay, so then I got to Fort Bliss for my officer branch course, which was air defense artillery. Fort Bliss is actually the size of Rhode Island, and that's no joke. It's a huge, um, it's it's one of the largest military establishments. And and again, this is out in the desert and in, in outside and in, in actually in El Paso or in the outskirts of El Paso. And we're out there, and this is 1975 at this point. We're saying, why are we, why are we even here? Why are we fighting, learning about the desert? And why would we be? We need to be learning about jungle warfare, not uh, for for Southeast Asia, not uh, desert warfare. Why would we ever do that? Well, fast forward a number of years and and uh, that's exactly what happened but Fort Bliss was amazing it was almost like a little city unto itself uh, my roommate was uh, an enlisted guy who'd served in the military who was a very uh, tough guy in fact his nickname was Nails and uh, a little bit older than me but a real uh, straight shooter but a, a really tough guy so why do I bring this up what's this got to do with sports cards well by summer of 75 I was deep into collecting cards and so at that point and I'd done this a little bit before when I'm at Fort Bliss, I put an ad in the El Paso paper, uh, actually several ads saying, I didn't say I was Lieutenant Beckett. I just said, I'm, I'm looking for sports cards. And uh, generally, as I said, I was looking for stuff from, you know, the fifties and back, maybe early sixties. But again, this is 1975. So I put ads in the paper, a little, not uh, bigger than classified, but not, not huge display ads. And, uh, I got some hits. I got a couple of hits. I had my, Let's see. I did have my car there. So yeah, I did have my car there. So my car was on base. And so when I get hit, I'd say, well, I'll come out on the, you know, when we had, uh, you know, a little bit of time off on Saturday afternoon, I would go out and I bought a couple of collections and I bought actually a couple of really good collections. They were cards again in 1975 cards from 52, three, four, five, six were not exceptionally old. Uh, they were, they were just cards, but they were not uh, plentiful necessarily, but people that, that was early on in the day when people were buying, uh, collections through newspaper ads. So I got a couple of really good hits. Again, why is this applicable? Well, I told you about Mike Johnson nails. I basically went and, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, enough cash to buy them. The cards weren't that expensive in those days. Now I think what the street value would be, it'd be, it'd, it'd be a lot because there are plenty of Mickey Mantles and Willie Mays's and Roberto Clemente's and Hank Aaron's and all that stuff. So a lot of great stuff. Rookie cards were not even a thing at the time. So I bring these collections back, uh, two or three Saturdays, I bring them back and I stick them in my, in my locker or whatever it is, which isn't locked by the way. And so I'm rooming with Mike Nails Johnson and he's a straight shooter and he's saying, what are these? I said, well, they're baseball cards. I'm, I'm a collector and I, uh, I, I think and he said, well, that's, that's interesting. And so, uh, thankfully he, he, he probably, uh, uh, stood guard on my card so that when my, our uh, our stint was up at the end of the summer, uh, I I packed up the cards. They were all there and and took them off. And, and it actually was the launching. Those were some of the first collections I bought. Uh, Dallas, uh, when I was in grad school, I couldn't buy that many collections because uh, Gervis and some of the other uh, uh, my predecessors and more veteran collectors had had uh, had already been doing that. But out in Fort Bliss, it was uh, uncharted territory, and I got some great collections, which got me on my way. Uh, when I left there, I went back through Dallas, picked up some more of my personal belongings and reported to my, not my military duty, because I was told, uh, you're dismissed, honorably discharged. Uh, thank you for your service. But if we allow you to continue, we will owe you GI benefits and uh, lots of other uh, retirement kinds of things. So thank you for your service. But we don't, we've got enough officers coming off the field in Vietnam that we want to find a place for so they truly can uh, uh, get their full retirement benefits that they, that they really deserve. So I wound up driving up, uh, renting a, a U-Haul, not for my extra cards, but uh, for my stuff to, to drive up to Bowling Green State University to report as a, uh, as a young uh, assistant professor. Uh, I was, uh, I just turned 26. So I was launched 
into my career as a professor and launched into, in a sense, I, I see that summer as in those collections as launching me into the, into uh, more uh, serious, uh, being a card collector slash dealer and eventually wound up being slash show promoter. I did that plus having a store and then being an author and a publisher and an editor and all those kind of things. So very blessed to be, to be in this industry. And, uh, uh, like I said, the military service, especially being out at Fort Bliss was part of that. And, uh, I'm thankful that, uh, that I was, uh, able to serve and that I'm not, that I, that I didn't, uh, uh, fall into some of these, uh, uh unfortunate situations for, of, uh, people that, uh, have my respect to, who gave their lives for our freedom. So thanks everybody. That's my, some of my, uh, Veterans Day story. And uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow with another more normal episode. But thanks for indulging me. And again, thanks. It's it's uh, I'm I'm uh, proud to be an American and proud to be a, a former uh, Army officer. So, Lieutenant Beckett, signing off. Thanks. <laughs>